Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, day eight of the program, which means that we are rolling into week one. How are you feeling? Are you excited? Uh, Last week was prep week. So... Probably always throws people for a bit of a loop because they're expecting to start a diet before their diet starts. They need to do things perfectly. If they don't start perfectly, it's not worth doing. Uh, we still had registration open yesterday. It is now closed. It is now closed. So for no reason whatsoever, will we be adding anyone else to the group because we have posted a lot of information up until this point. I was thinking about this this morning, though. So you want the information. You want to know what you need to know in order to be successful and move on for the rest of your life. A lot of this is not going to be relevant to you. For example, if you're not pregnant or nursing or looking to get pregnant, that post probably won't mean anything to you. If you're not a shift worker, just ignore the shift worker post. Um, so there's so much information in here because we have so many people doing the program. Um, different diverse backgrounds, dietary needs, situational needs. Uh, we're in 55 different countries. So there's a lot of people doing the program and we know you have a lot of questions. So we're just trying to compile all the information to help you be as self-sufficient as possible and get the information that you need to be successful. I also love the fact that we have the Facebook support group. They get any time pop into the group. You do not have to go and scour the questions being asked to find any information. There's no hidden information. Everything that you need to know is in the posts, in the Facebook support group, also in the app, and of course, in the book. But at any time, pop into the Facebook support group. Ask as many questions as you need. Ask a 100 a day if you need. While you're reviewing the information, make notes. Uh, have a notepad. Write down all the questions that you have and pop into the group and just kind of ask away. Um, you have all the information and all the support you could possibly ask for while doing a diet. Um, I would beg to differ that you will not find another program or process as comprehensive as ours out there or as supportive um, or for the price that you pay for your $75 for all of this information, all of this support, but bigger than that, access to our amazing community. How how amazing it is it that you have this safe, positive space to ask as many questions as you need to pop into whenever you're feeling like you need support or you want to share something or ask something. Do you know what I mean? You have everything you could possibly need to set yourself up for success. So that is how I would look at all of this information. If you haven't gotten yet, pick up the book. If you're struggling with the format of the Facebook support group, we are limited within Facebook. 
Facebook, not perfect, but it's worked really well for us. The last 19 groups Um, our app. I love our app. It's a compliment. It's a free compliment to the program. We, th- we've only had the app for three programs. So before this, we didn't have an app. So you don't need the app in order to be successful. So if you don't want to use it, don't use it. Although if you're not a technical person, I highly suggest you try it because we've designed it to be easy and it guides you through the program or pick up the book. If you're a pen and paper person, right? highlight, make notes. It's all right here. It goes in the exact same order that we're posting in the group. So invest in the book. We don't produce it. Um, obviously I wrote it, but Amazon prints it and ships it. So that's where you'll get it, uh, and get it delivered to your house. Like do what you can to set yourself up for success. And you have a lot of resources and a lot of support. Let's get right into those questions today. Um, where are you guys at? So today we're talking, um, sabotage this. We don't normally have this conversation so early in the program, but when we were going over, uh, when we were posting what we thought, why not give people the heads up on sabotage? And we know some people straight up don't make it past the first few weeks. And it's not because they, you know, they're not, they can't be successful or whatever. It's because they sabotage themselves. They're so fearful of failing another diet that they just freak themselves out. If they don't lose weight within all of their weight within the first few days, that's it. Oh my God, it's not going to work for them. I'm not going to be able to do this. Although they don't even try. There's a lot of people I'm going to be straight up where they're at, like they're coming in and they're frustrated. And then I go and click on their names because Facebook lets us do that. And, and it lets us see all the questions they've asked and they haven't asked any questions. They just come in and they complain that they're frustrated, but they haven't asked, they asked for help. You know what I mean? That's where you gotta be, be, be your own advocate and ask for all that, all the help that you could possibly need. But sabotage is real. I know so many people, they want this so bad and they let their feels and their issues and associations attached to it, um, take them down and take them out of the game. So you're going to want to quit at some point, probably you're going to be frustrated at some point. If you're not already frustrated again, your frustration usually isn't with us. It's usually with like the years that you spend dieting, dieting in general, you're so frustrated that. Um, you know, people want this really bad. And so it's, it's not unusual for people to start sabotage themselves right from the get. Sometimes out of fear of success, even, right? And what if I do this and I'm unable to maintain it? Oh my goodness. When you have, you gotta, you gotta get there first. You know, fear of failure, um, fear of what other people think, fear, like not feeling worthy. Do you know what I mean? There's so many reasons and in so many different ways that people can sabotage themselves. So the sabotage is real. The feelings are also so real and you have to recognize that your feelings about this process are not only valid but they are part of the process they're they're part of it you're gonna have days where you feel like you're crushing it and you're a rock star and you're amazing and then you're gonna have, have days where you're eating you know chips for a breakfast you're gonna feel like a failure and you're never gonna be able to do this all of your feels are valid and again part of the process so when you go through this this program and not only with what you're eating and when but the, the way we approach weight loss each week it's designed actually to bring up a lot of feels issues and associations you've tied in and around food over the years habits old habits and triggers that we're going to have to like work through and recreate new habits 
beliefs, your belief system, man, after 20 years of dieting and losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining, some of you just don't straight up believe that even if you lost the weight, you're going to be able to maintain it. Some of you have never followed through on a diet, rightfully so, because they probably sucked. So you don't even really believe you're going to be here at the end. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot that we got to work through. So just recognize you can honor your feelings and still do the things that you need to do each day. And that's where the conversation and those posts on setting intentions and end of day reflections come in today. I know we're hitting you with some big stuff, but like, man, you're here. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Setting intentions is all about waking up in the morning and declaring, I am doing this. And these are the things in particular that I am focused on today. So my intentions today were, were to get my water in because I just came back from getting married. We were away. I have been slacking on my water. I feel it. I've been drinking wine instead. (laughs) So one of the things that I have on my intentions today is to make an effort to get my water in, Um, you know, also to, to get my sleep, my sleep patterns back on track. So I woke up this morning and I set some intention. Now, I don't need to lose weight. So my intentions are a little different, but I still find them beneficial to set my own intentions because I have my own goals that I'm working towards. So setting intentions is like, these are the things I'm doing. And you bring it to the forefront of your mind. And in general, it just keeps this whole process to the forefront of your mind. It's like waking up and saying, I'm doing this thing. And these are the things I'm going to focus on today. And then I love a good midday check-in. We don't talk about that, but it's a great idea to do a midday check-in. How are you doing on those intentions you set this morning? Like, how's that water going, Gina? You know what I mean? And then end of day reflections. And they're not there to berate yourself. This is so important. So there's a place to set intentions and end of day reflections in the app. You can also pop in to the group in the morning, use the the question of the day page pinned to the top for your intentions. And then we're going to start posting an end of day reflections post, or you could just do this with your own journal at home. End of day reflections are all about reflecting on your day and being like, what did I do really well today? And that's so important to highlight the things you did really well, because you're more likely to continue to do those things when you reinforce that behavior. So it's not about, I suck today. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. It's not about that. So what did I do really well today? And maybe you had a total shit ass day, but like you still did this or you still did that or you attempted to do this or you attempted to do that. You still get points for that, you know, and then you can definitely highlight some things that you want to continue to work on. Right. So so this is where it all kind of ties together. So setting those intentions and end of day reflections helps you keep this process um, on a day-to-day basis, which is the best way, honestly, to run through this whole entire program. Show up day-to-day and make as many choices as possible that fall in line with your goals each day. It's going to get you one step closer to reaching them, you know? And then sabotage is real, but it, as long as you're containing the sabotage by setting your intentions, end-of-day reflections, take, take, taking that day-by-day approach, right? You're going to be able to contain that sabotage and keep moving forward. All right, let's get into questions. Hi, Jessica. First time you're here. Having a really hard time trying to avoid my cravings or snacks snacking habits, even though I'm reaching for the daily water goals, any tips, tricks, does snacking, does drinking more water intake subside them? Okay. Love this. So we're going to talk about cravings. Um, surely we have that post coming out this week. We have it coming out on Wednesday. So if you have the book or you have the app, go into the app and search cravings that will post will pop up. So first of all, cravings aren't your body trying to screw you over and make you fat. That's really important. Let me say that again. Cravings are not your body trying to screw you over, make you fat, make you eat the thing you don't want to eat. Cravings are are just the body trying to communicate its needs by association. 
So for example, crave chocolate. Usually when you crave chocolate, it's a call for magnesium. Magnesium can be higher in chocolate. You start craving chocolate, which is usually around your menstrual cycle when magnesium can definitely be a benefit. Um, when you crave um, carbs and sugar specifically, that's usually water. Your, wa- your body's trying to get you to drink more water. If you don't drink enough water, your body will get you to crave high water content foods. Those are fruits. We think sugar. And there we go for carbs and sugar. Generally, if it's salty foods, you'll notice you'll crave a, a salty foods, especially when you're stressed. If you're feeling really stressed out, you'll crave salty foods. Your body's associating higher fat. When you're stressed, your brain is revving, burning, working. And this is where it's looking for uh, more good fat. So usually adding more good fat to your meals and snacks and adding in an omega-3, especially if you're a stressful kind of person, can be hugely beneficial. So it's not like, what can I have? It's why am I having these cravings, right? But hunger is a little different. There's a difference between a craving and actual true hunger. And then hunger gets complicated because, you know, then there's your migrating motor complex, right? When you hear your tummy grumbling, very rarely that's actually hunger. That's your migrating motor complex kick in. And we'll also be talking about that with your cravings as well. So you want to make sure that yes, you're drinking your water, but you're also meeting your body's needs, making, hitting all your meals and snacks. That's really important not to skip any and then make them nutrient rich. So adding protein proteins and fats. Now, this whole thing with keto and this protein has just gotten out of control. Your body only needs a certain amount of protein and it's a lot easier than you think to get in the amount of protein that you need. But so this is why you're having it for breakfast. You're making the focus. It's at lunch. You can add protein, um, you know, to like some cheese or some hummus or whatever, some dip or whatever to your nut snack, sorry, your veg snack. And then of course your nuts and seeds contain protein. And then your and your dinner as well, obviously, will have protein. So this is where you also want to make sure that you have fat. Now, generally, proteins and fat, so they kind of go hand in hand. So protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones, the hormones that make you feel more satisfied. And so if you're, if you're, if you're craving, if you're, if you have cravings versus real hunger. So if you're hungry, make sure you hit all your meals and snacks. Make sure you're making your, your meals as nutrient rich as possible. And in doing that simultaneously, you'll also know that if you have cravings, cravings for certain things, then it's your body usually trying to communicate a need rather than actually being real hunger. So then you can say to yourself, okay, I'm not actually hungry. Why am I, you know, craving carbs and sugar? Oh, I should probably try drinking a little bit more water. Um, why am I craving salty foods? Let me bump up some fat, add in some omega-3 and whatnot. But also cravings can be, um, residual as well and out of habit and trigger. So that's where it gets even more complicated. So I always use the example of uh, Grey's Anatomy Thursday night. So Grey's Anatomy Thursday night was kind of me time when I was like a single mom and I would grab my wine and my sour cream and onion chips. To this day, and my kids are watching like reruns, my kids, they're just totally into Grey's Anatomy. I've got a kid who's watched like all seasons, like 10 times. So they're into watching these reruns. And so every time I see Grey's Anatomy, I think wine and I think chips. It's just how my brain is wired. It's not actually the wine and the chips. To me, it's the association with the me time. It's just like the, oh, oh, that's my time. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of times by association, we get triggered. um, So we'll have those cravings pop up. So it could just be a habit. If you're used to eating in the evening and after dinner, it might take a while for that to kind of subside that kind of residual like or out of habit craving that you're having. So this way, it's a great idea to switch up your routine. Like you switch up your routine even slightly, it kind of messes with that, with that old routine that's is triggering you 
to crave the things that you would normally eat at that time, right? So, so this, and also, as you can tell, it's not just so, so black and white. So, so give your, cut yourself some slack, give yourself some grace and, and, and give yourself some time. So what's going to happen as the more consistent you are in giving your body what it needs, it's not going to be craving these things. And you'll notice your cravings will decrease like a lot or completely go away. And you will go from like feeling like your cravings are out of control to like not having them anymore. And you'll be like, Oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't have the cravings that I used to have. So that's it. So what can I have? Why are, why am I having these cravings and what can I do to meet my body's needs? So I'm no longer craving those. Or if it's residual and out of habit, this is where switching up your routine will really help and create a new habit. Maybe it's like having tea, you know, after, after dinner, when you normally would have a dessert or a snack, you know, have some tea, go for a walk and you don't have to do like a 30 minute uphill with weights kind of workout, walk around the neighborhood. Do you know what I mean? Switch up your routine, even your nighttime routine, especially if you're used to eating you know, or snacking while you're in bed, kind of switch up that routine, brush your teeth. Do you know what I mean? Do your wind down routine earlier, that kind of thing. And then also, also there's something to be said with like sit in uncomfortableness, right? Like you don't have to kind of like not feel it, not think about it. And you also don't have to be happy about it. Like you can be going to bed and, and wanting a snack and you don't have to be like, Oh, I feel so great. And this is wonderful. And I'm so happy on my new diet. You can be like, fuck man, I want a snack. I want some fucking cheesies. Do you know what I mean? Like you can like feel your feels. Like you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, it's amazing. You know, you can be like, this sucks ass. Like I I want some snacks. You know what I mean? But don't have them. Talk to yourself. Be like, yeah, okay. I know I want the snacks and I can be grumpy about it, but I'm not going to have the snacks. Do you know what I mean? Like this very bring awareness to it. Don't try to be like, no, I don't want the snacks. I don't want the snacks. Like recognize you want them, you know, for whatever reason, but then don't have them and sit in that uncomfortableness. I'm not going to have those snacks, right? I'm just going to do what I can. Maybe I'll go to bed early. Maybe I'll read a book. Maybe I'll just sit here all grumpy. Do you know what I mean? Till I go to sleep and then I'll wake up the next day. And then you're going to wake up the next day. And then you're going to realize how much better you feel because when you can connect not eating after dinner and not eating at night with actually allowing your body to repair and rebuild and make change in the evening and how that not only can lead to the scale moving, but actually can lead to you like feeling so much better, clearer mind, better energy when you wake up. As soon as you catch those feels, you're like, ah, man, the trade off, right? Like I may be a little unnerved, a little bit pissed about the fact that I can't snack at night anymore, but man, do I ever feel so much better when I wake up in the morning, right? So, so there's a lot of working parts that go through working through issues and associations and habits, right? And then meeting the body's needs and being in tune to that. So this is how why cravings are, are, are a bit complex. And it's not about controlling them. It's about being in tune and recognizing what your body needs over your wants, right? Um, so there you go. There you go. What a great question. What a great question. Um, uh, hi, Kim. Oh, great. First of all, hi. Um, I'm seeing some familiar faces in here. I love setting intentions. It's good to be specific. Yes, it is good to be specific about your intentions. The more you can, and we talk about this with your why, like, why are you here? Like, make it real, make it tangible. You know, the, the, the more you can make things real and tangible, the more effective they're going to be. Do you know what I mean? So really define what you're doing. Be specific about it. Even your water. I want to drink more water today. Well, what does that mean? I want to get in a certain amount by a certain time. Do you know? Uh, I want to get it all in by the time I'm, I'm going to bed rather than trying to drink 10 liters before I go to sleep, which is not good, by the way. I don't be doing that. 
to find it. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Joanna Hunt. Happy week one. Oh boy, do I need that water today. After celebrating Brian's 1000 days on his Traeger yesterday, my heart is full, but oh boy, my body is feeling it. Another huge non-scale victory for learning to be in tune. Fridge Man Barbecue, 1000 days out. So this is Joanna Hunt. She's been with us for a while. Uh, hugely successful on program and plan. We've actually had Joanna and her husband, Brian, join us on our Spill the Tea segment. So if you're new to the program, Spill the Teas, we start up on week three or week four. I can't remember. And um, they're conversations that we have about each new week moving forward and the tweaks that we're making and also bringing on our guests and our members to talk about their journey. So uh, we talked to Joanna and Brian and um, her husband is like a barbecue whiz. Anyway, we did a great, super fun segment with them. It's available on YouTube, our Gina Libby YouTube channel, if you want to check it out. Anyway, um, at the time, I think he was on his 721st, if I remember, because I went back and watched the segment, barbecue day. And so he's been doing a thousand days of barbecuing and yesterday he hit his thousandth day so if you saw my little post on instagram that's what talk about fucking commitment commitments man a thousand days to barbecuing i mean and it's not just barbecuing the things that the things that you think that you would barbecue um honestly the 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 amount of commitment that takes i'm just like oh i can't even so congrats to him and i'm sure you i'm sure you (laughs) Sure, you ate all the things yesterday. I was actually going to send you a message and be like, "How come I'm not invited? I wanted to come over and eat all the barbecue stuff." Listen, let, that brings us to: there are going to be times where you're going to be celebrating. Um, there's going to be times where you're going to find yourself indulging weddings, birthdays, holidays, vacays. This program takes them into account. This program takes them into account. You have to learn how to navigate those days, and maybe you'll stay and fall stay on plan. I I hate saying on plan, off plan, but maybe you'll do all the things that you need to do, right? Or maybe you'll not, maybe you won't, maybe you'll eat your face off, but then you're just going to get right back at it. So that's how the program works. We don't want to go back. We don't want to repeat steps. We're not trying to be perfect. Um, Your day doesn't have to be perfect in order to count that day, right? Like if you're tracking and using the app, or even if you're just journaling on your own, you should be able to see progression and you should be able to see when you had kind of quote unquote, good days versus bad days. You know what I mean? Or again, I hate on plan versus off plan days because it's just a matter of making choices. You can tell the days where you made more choices that fell in line with your goals, the less choices that fall in line with your goals. Like you really want to account for that. Be aware of that because not only are you working towards losing your weight finally and forever, but you also want to work through these things so that when you have reached your goals, you're calm around food. You're calm on birthdays and holidays and vacations and you just choose to indulge and then just, you know, carry on. So the thing is, is that eating, eating any one thing, like if you ate your face off over the weekend, it's not enough time for you to actually take the, your body, take the foods that you're eating and convert them into fat. So when your scale is up after you indulge in the weekend, you didn't actually gain any weight. It's a lot harder than you think for your body to take the foods that you're eating and convert them into fat. Your weight is up on the scale or showing up salty food, hard to digest food. You're not getting a great sleep because you're, you know, eating late at night. Plus you were drinking all those things. Backlog of food. That's the thing, right? But we perceive that when we eat these foods, our weight goes up. Usually it's because when we do indulge, we just keep indulging. We think, oh, screw it. I just, you know, I indulge. I might as well just keep indulging and keep indulging, keep indulging. Then we have high stress and I could sleep and we just keep the party going all the time. Do you know what I mean? We never give the body an opportunity to kind of get caught up on all of that. 
So you know what? You're going to need to learn how to navigate through these times. That's why sometimes just have the thing. Because what you learn from having the thing is either I ate it. I felt like garbage. My weight was up the next day. I kept moving forward. Weight came down. Still on my way to reaching my goal. No harm done. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, or you just ate it. You enjoyed it. That's it. Move it along the next day. Do you know? So what you learn is like you're re, you're, we're rewiring how your body has come to function physically, right? And by meeting its needs. And we're also rewiring how your brain has been wired to the things that you're doing and the choices that you're making, especially when it comes to food. So because we use food for so many things in our life to show love, to celebrate, to, for so many things, we want to still be able to do that after we lose our lose our weight. And that's where that being calm around food comes from. So we're going to be talking about how to navigate. I know some of you have, um, some of you, uh, have trips coming up. Great. Amazing. You go away on a vacation, make choices that make you feel good. Maybe some of you are like, I'm going to do all the things. And maybe some of you are like, I'm not going to do all the things. So you have, you have choices. You can kind of, you know, track the best you possibly can while you're away or don't track and pick up exactly where you left off. You know, that's what I love about this program. It's very forgiving like that. As long as you keep showing up, you can't mess it up. Hi, Victoria. I found the guide section of the app. And oh my God, there's exercises on it. Did some biceps today, slow and steady. Yeah. So, so get to get familiar with the app. We do have that app guide in the Facebook support group. Also over on our website, if you're listening by way of podcast or you're, you're, yeah, you're listening by way of podcast on our app. Um, there's a whole recipe section there. I think it's got like 60 recipes. We have a whole whack more that we're going to upload for you guys. Um, there's a bunch of, there's exercise, there's an exercise guide there. Um, yeah, there's some exercises on it. So we had Chloe, uh, join us last group and, uh, we're looking for some new, we're looking for some new fitness experts. We're looking to create a library of exercises for you guys. You do not have to exercise. I have to say that every time you don't have to join a gym. You don't have to start exercising. You definitely want to move your body. We're going to start talking about that more when we start talking about maximizing your efforts. But yeah, if you, if you're into exercising, there is a whole exercise guy. I even share some of my favorite exercises. We're going to roll those out in the actual group itself, but um, there's that whole guide section of the app. You might want to check out. There's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in there. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This might, this might not be a maximizing, but started to deep clean my bedroom on the weekend. Hi, Michelle. Halfway done, but wow, I feel so much lighter. I feel like I can breathe better working on my sleep hygiene round too. Yeah. So we're, um, Alana's going to join us. We have the most amazing sleep expert. We're going to be talking about sleep hygiene. So many things factor into your weight loss journey, um, managing your stress, 
right? Trying to get better sleep. Now you might not be able to get more sleep, but trying to get better quality sleep um, is a big one. Your environment is so huge because again, when we talk about issues and associations and habits and triggers, your environment can be very triggering, right? And if you, if you organize your space, you feel more organized in your brain. If your space is more calming and relaxed, you feel more calming and relaxed. There's a lot of science to go in and support this. So, you know, even um, organizing and cleaning your house and doing some spring cleaning makes you feel lighter because it actually, you know, it creates lightness in your brain. So, so, so I believe it or not, and this is something we're actually going to talk about in the main, in the maintenance group is, is how, you know, your environment affects your journey that you're on. I'm not not a big fan of out of sight, out of mind. Not a, I'm not a big fan of tomfoolery and trickery when it comes like I'm not, I don't believe in using smaller plates to try to trick your brain and to think that you're eating more food. That's just so lame. What you want to do is just be in tune to how much food you need to feel satisfied, not try to trick your brain or use smaller plates or anything like that. I'm also not a fan of like out of, out of sight, out of mind. Like you, if you're, if you're, for example, like say you like me and you got teens in the house, like there's cheesies and chips and pop and there's stuff all over the place. You you have to be able to function with food around you. You have to still be in tune to your body's needs and make choices that make you feel good, even with it around, you know? So, so I, I don't believe in not going anywhere. Like I don't believe in staying home for the next three months and not going anywhere because you're trying to avoid social situations. Like I don't, I don't believe in any of that. Right. So, so, so you have to get used to, you have to live your life and whatever environment comes with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to learn how to navigate that, but there is something to said about habits and triggers and setting yourself up for success. That is a whole other conversation. This, this book by um, James Clear is a great book. You would think that I, I make money off of this, but I don't. And, and sometimes I'll advertise his book and it kicks me out of the number one spot of my own book. <laughs> But sharing is caring. Um, Atomic Habits uh, was introduced to me last year, and it's like I wrote the book. I mean, I'm not taking credit for it, but a lot of things that I've been saying for the last 30 years, he's also saying. So it's a great book um, that talks about habits and triggers and sort of, you know, working through old habits, creating new ones. And it's just a, an amazing, I would love him to have him on as a guest one day. Of course, he's sold millions and millions and millions of uh, copies of his book. So one day, I'm going to put it on my manifestation list. Um, I would love to have and come on in the group uh, and talk about this. But this is such a great compliment to the program. I'm telling you, um, it'll be a game changer. And 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 the way it's written is just it just goes along so well with the changes that you're making on the program and plan. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that I seriously crave chocolate. I guess I need magnesium. Yeah. It's, but your brain, your body is so smart. So we were talking, if you're just joining us, we're talking about cravings earlier and cravings aren't your body trying to screw you over. They're just your body trying to communicate its needs by association. So, so this is also where we start to get in tune with like portions and being in tune with what you're eating and how your body's responding to your choices. Your body is so smart. It remembers everything you've ever done and ever eaten. So this is where that, that conversation of like, have you ever eaten anything and gotten food poisoning? And the thought of it is like, you're not eating it ever again or drank alcohol. Mine is lemon gin. Just saying lemon gin just makes my whole body go like, whoa, um, drank alcohol. And you just, the thought of it, you're like, nope. So your body knows what works really well for it. And it knows what doesn't work well for it. It's just, we don't listen to it. So a big part of how we're going to start approaching, um, portions 
as we go is being in tune to the portions we're consuming. And we're going to be doing that by asking four questions. This is something we're going to be working on uh, as we roll through week three is bringing awareness to our food before we even eat it. Like, how would I feel if I eat this whole thing? Bring awareness to how you're feeling while you're eating it. How am I feeling while I'm eating this? Bring awareness to when you're done eating. How did you know you were done? What made you stop eating? Right? I know a lot of you are like, oh shit, I don't even know. And then when you walk away, right? How are you feeling after your body starts to process and digest? So being in tune to the body is a big part of this process, you know, so you really want to uh, turn up the volume on that internal dialogue. Um, so if you're a returning member, you can get right in, start asking those questions right away. Now, the thing with that is you do want to be open to the fact that portions are always what they feel like and not what they look like. So don't be surprised. Um, with your metabolism working much higher, especially the time of year, that your portions are a little bit bigger than what they were when you finished your last program. So just a heads up on that. Heads up on that. Heads up on that. Uh, hi, Angela. So happy I made a live. This is my fourth round and I'm excited to hit the ground running. Good. Using fresh eyes and making this my focus. So fresh eyes is addressed to returning members. There's a post on this, just getting you in the right frame of mind. You know what you need to do. You have the advantage. Be all in. Don't assume. Read the information because it's going to hit differently because what you're focused on and where you are at now is different than when you review the first time around. You know what I mean? Um, set those intentions, end of day reflections, level up everything that you're doing, pull out that maximizing post from the get, get into it, get going, get going. Self-sabotage got me last round and I won't allow myself slide that to slide that slippery slope again. I wasn't going to join again based on self-sabotage, but you in this community continue to inspire and motivate me every day. Thanks so much. Yeah. I mean, oh, this, right? Sometimes people feel like they're, they're not worthy. I've had some people be like, well, I'm going to try it on my own. And I'm like, okay, I love that. But like, why? What's your reasoning? Well, I feel like I've already done enough programs. Okay. But but we have this amazing community. You have this place where you can ask as many questions. We have, you have all the support that you need. Why would you, why would you try just because you feel like you've already spent enough time on yourself or you feel like I should already know this. Do you know what I mean? I mean, so many people feel like that. I should already know this. So I don't need help. Do you know, like that, that, like it's just like, or that I'm not worthy or I've spent enough time on myself. So that's it. I've maxed out my, you know, prioritizing myself. So, you know, or I, I shouldn't need help. Do you know what I mean? So that I'm just going to try and do it on my own and be so much easier if you're just in a space where you can get the help for so many reasons. So, so here's the thing about this program that I can feel really good about is that it's such a great process, even if you're not looking to lose weight prioritizing yourself in your life every day, be paying attention to your body's needs, giving your body what it needs, making an effort to be in tune to all of that and maximize your efforts because maximizing we're going to talk about next week. Again, it's all about, um, you know, getting, managing your stress and getting better sleep and working hand in hand with your doctor. If you do have the health issues, moving your body, you know, prioritizing yourself, taking time for yourself, being mindful of that internal dialogue. Do you know that? Like, are you getting on the scale every day and ragging on yourself? Like, think about that. If you go on the scale, would you say the things that you're saying to someone else who's right beside you? 
Do you know what I mean? Like that internal dialogue, especially if you spend any time dieting is just wired really negatively. So showing up every day and focusing on the things that you want to focus. I use these same tools in my own life. So I have goals that I want to achieve, especially when it comes to, you know, growing my company. I, I want to, I want to be, I want to rival Noom and Weight Watchers and I want to show the world that there's a different way. There's a better way to lose weight that you don't have to take drugs. You don't have to starve. You don't have to deprive yourself. You know, a little bit of effort, a little bit of time put into yourself which is such a benefit, you know? So there's things that I got to do every day. I set my daily intentions, my end of day reflections. I'm still working on my own shit. I'm still working on my own issues and associations and my own worthiness. I've been maintaining my weight for 30 years and group over group over group. I still learn something new about myself. I'm still working on leveling up myself, you know? So there's so much benefit to showing up and being mindful of trying to just be as healthy as possible and make choices that make you feel good and make choices that fall in line with your goals, right? Far beyond weight loss, far beyond weight loss. Wow. Really notice how crazy my eating is on the weekend. By crazy, I skip a lot of meals back on track today. Yeah. So, so I love this. So if you totally like ate your face off or didn't eat anything on the weekend, you feel like you messed it up. Like, good. Bring awareness to that. First of all, no one was expecting you to be perfect. Especially if this is your first group, this is your first weekend. No one, no one would expect you to be perfect. But think about how you feel today, right? Or even if you're a returning member, right? Think about how you feel today. Are you happy with how you're feeling today? Are you happy with the choices that you made on the weekend? Right? Because, and this is where next weekend, make a plan for yourself. So I, I was out and about and I was really busy. Good. Throw some nuts and seeds in your bag. Do you know what I mean? Pack some snacks. I know those of you, if you have children, when your kids were small, you would never leave the house without some snacks, right? right? So throw some carrot sticks in a baggie and some nuts and seeds in, in your purse and away you go. Do you know what I mean? Or your bag or your car or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, Think about how you felt in the moment where you were making those choices that you were reconciled that you were okay with that, but then now you're ragging on yourself about it. Why did I do that? Well, because in the moment you made a choice, right? So honor that choice. You made the choice. No big deal. It's not going to stop you from reaching your goals, but you have to bring awareness to how you're feeling. You just can't go through this with like, I ate it and I, you know, whatever, you know, part of it is like recognizing the choices that you made and how you feel about them and more so what you're thinking about those choices. So, so if you made choices in the moment that you thought, I'm eating this because it's bringing me joy and life is too short and all those things. But then you got on that scale today and now you ragged on yourself about how you, you know, you're such a failure. You're never going to do this. And you're so fat. You got to lose weight or worse. You're punishing yourself today. I'm going to skip breakfast so I can get ahead. I'm going to not eat all day because, you know, I'm going to punish myself or maybe you're doing an extra hard workout today to make up, make up for the fact that you ate that on the week. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? So bring awareness to how you function and how you feel and your thoughts that are tied into your food, especially on the weekends. It's a great opportunity to, to really see and to feel, right? And then when you bring awareness to that, you can change it. So going into the weekend, next weekend, make a plan for yourself. Maybe it's like, hey, my best friend's getting married and I want to eat my face off. Or maybe I like, I got reservations at a restaurant, but I'm trying to get into six months. I'm eating all the things. You know, maybe it's your birthday weekend and I'm eating all, you know, great, eat it, enjoy it. And then we'll come Monday, move on from it, you know? So weekends are a great opportunity to learn because they, they, they don't have the structure. Like during the week can be a lot easier for people because they have that routine and that structure, right? And then really on the weekends, it's up to you to decide and make these choices. So there's a lot to be learned from that.
A lot to be learned. A lot to be learned. A lot to be learned from doing the things you need to do and how the little things that you're doing and all the things that you're doing add up and make a big difference. And also a lot to be learned by doing the things you're not supposed to do and realize they're not going to stop you from reaching your goal. They're not going to have the impact that you think. Now, if you keep making choices that don't fall in line with your goals and then you're not seeing that movement on the scale and you're ragging on yourself for not seeing that movement on the scale, but at the same time, you're not making the choices that you need to make. That's where you need to recognize that disconnect and start doing the things you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what I mean? I guess that's my word. That's my phrase of the day. I, I remember when I was young, I used to say that my dad would be like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Now that I'm saying it, I got to stop saying it. Hi, Aaron. I've been struggling with cravings for sweet drinks. Is it just a discipline thing? Nothing is a discipline. Nothing is willpower. Nothing is discipline. Nothing is moderating and nothing is controlling. I love that you brought this up. Is it just a discipline thing? Keep up ignoring it and eventually I'll stop wanting them. Now that's exactly it. You're, you can't, it's not discipline and ignoring. In fact, turn up the volume. Why are you craving these things? You know, you want to, you want to listen. You, you control and moderation and discipline and willpower have no place when it comes to dieting and food. That's it. It's just being in tune and making choices. That's it. That's it. Now, it can be complex in terms of, you know, issues and associations and, and habits and triggers and beliefs, but you're never going to work through those by controlling or moderating or having willpower or, you know, discipline or ignoring them. That's the thing. You want to walk through that fire. You want to walk through those fields. You want to be aware of what you're doing. You want to listen to your internal dialogue. If you want to eat the thing, for example, people are like, oh, I'm going to, I, I really want pizza tonight, right? So I'm going to break this diet. I'm going to have the pizza and then you eat it. You're like, Oh my God, I'm eating the pizza. I shouldn't eat the pizza. Okay. I shouldn't have another slice. So I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have what I have it. Then you eat it. You didn't even enjoy it because you're just freaked out the whole time. Then the minute you're done this eating this thing, that's supposed to bring you joy. You're like ragging on. Why did I do that? Oh my God, I'm so fat. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to not do this. I'm going to not do that. Tomorrow I'm going to be on it. You wake up the next day. The scale is up. Oh my God. Why is the scale not moving? This isn't working for me. You pop into the group. What can I do? Do you know what I mean? To do this. Then you're just like, what's the point? Now I messed up my whole week. I messed up my, my, messed up my night. Now I messed might as well mess up my whole week. I might as well just stop, start again. Can I go back? Got to go back. Got to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like rather than, you know, I'm making a choice to eat this pizza, you know, so I'm going to enjoy the pizza and then listen to your dialogue afterwards. Like you just ate this thing because it was delicious and it brought you joy. The only thing you should be saying is hashtag yummy. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, you might wake up the next day and feel bloated and your eyes are all salted shut because it's salty. And, and then you should be like, why do I feel bloated and all salted up? Oh yeah. That pizza last night. Wasn't that so good? Hashtag yummy. Move it along. Just do what you need to do. Cause that piece of pizza, two pieces, whole pizza ain't going to cause you to gain weight. So I'm going to stop you from reaching your goal. So, so you want to turn up that volume on that internal diet. You want to be so aware of, so you, you, so you, you might keep eating the thing. Whatever the thing is, you eat it, you feel like shit. And I say a lot of times that's the thing. That's like, that's why sometimes eat the thing because you're going to realize that the thing doesn't make you feel good. It's like the pizza, for example, I never eat pizza and feel good afterwards. Doesn't mean it's not delicious, but it's not. Chances are the pizza on the Friday night isn't about the pizza. It's about the fact that you're with your family or with your friends and you're having good times and you're chilling. People are relaxed. It's the end of the week. Do you know what I mean, you can sit there with a salad and have just as much fun 
and then walk away feeling good. Do you know what I mean? So usually it's not about the pizza. So what you're going to realize is you'll have that pizza and then you'll realize it's this like pizza. Oh my God. And you'll eat it. It just makes you feel bloated and gross. Right. Then you'll be like, Oh, that doesn't really do anything for me. Right. And then maybe you'll wake up the next day. You won't feel great. And you're like, Oh, that pizza didn't make me feel good. So now you're making those. Remember earlier when I was talking about the fact your brain, your body remembers everything. It associates everything you've ever eaten. Your association to pizza is fun and yummy and la la la. But if you start paying attention to the fact that you love the idea of pizza, you love the surroundings of when you're eating the pizza, you love the people you eat the pizza with, but the pizza itself doesn't make you feel good. And so you're going to make that association. And then once you make that association, you still might eat the pizza a couple of times, but it's going to get to the point you're so aware of the fact that pizza doesn't make you feel good. You're going to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to have the pizza. You guys go ahead. I'm going to sit here with my whatever I'm going to eat that's making me feel good. I'm not having the pizza. And you'll be fine not having the pizza because it wasn't the pizza. You know, at the end of the day, your associate, it was your association to having the pizza. So once you recognize the pizza doesn't make you feel good, then you're like, Oh shit, man, pizza don't make me feel good. And that's it. Now you still might choose to have it every now and then because it's delicious. And I'm going to have a slice. I know I'm going to feel like garbage afterwards, but that's the choice I'm making. So then in making that choice, you don't rag on yourself about how you feel because you knew how you're going to feel when you had the pizza. So you're prepared for it. Right. Like that's, 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 that, that's why that's, that's why there's no, you can't control and moderate your weight off and you can't control and moderate and maintain your weight. You just have to be in tune. That's it. And listen to that voice, you know, um, had a shitty night last night. Finally fell asleep after 2 a.m. And my alarm goes off at 5.20 a.m. Just couldn't fall asleep. Was up point two this morning. I'm pretty sure no sleep was why. I had all the symptoms of detox yesterday. So I worked really hard at taking in extra water. I'm guessing the lack of sleep is a big factor on why I'm up. Yeah, of course. If you had a crappy sleep, your weight will be up. Um, of course, now I'm really tired. Get to bed uh, early tonight. Yeah, I mean, getting crappy sleep sucks. But you de- your weight can definitely be up because of, of, uh, not getting a great sleep. It could also be up because your weight is still about to drop, right? So it could be up for a variety of reasons. Maybe some of the choices that you made on the weekend, maybe you did a workout yesterday or you were extra active, did a bunch of yard work, who knows? So your weight is up a little bit today. I worked out yesterday. It's been a while, a couple of weeks since I've been to the gym. I did, I can't sit down today. My ass hurts from, uh, doing a bunch of heavy weights and my weight is up today, uh, way up today. And I was just like, whoa. And then I remembered I had my hard workout. So we're going to have a, we have a post. So the one on let's talk weight loss. It does talk about all the reasons that your weight can be up, but this is, so I love that too. This is about the scale too. So the scale is, okay, my weight's up today. Why is that? So it's usually never one thing, right? So this is where you, if you're keeping a journal, right? You're like, okay, so what, what did I eat any salty food, any hard to digest food? Like, did I, do you know what I mean? Did I work out yesterday as my body sore? Like what, what are the reasons why weight, weight, are there, are there reasons why from yes? Cause if your weight is up, it's not, it's based on what you did the day before. If your weight is down, it's not based on what you did the before. It's based on the days that you've been doing leading up. So that's the difference. So this is where you should be able to look at your journal, however you're journaling the app or pen and paper, whatever, cross-referencing how you feel, and what's happening on the scale. So along with being tired today, do you also feel a little bloated and a little bleh? 
Do you know what I mean? Because if your food choices were on point, yes, you'd be tired because you didn't get sleep, but also your weight could be up because it's legit about to move. Do you know what I mean? Now, if your weight is up today and you had salty food and you worked out and whatever, then you'd be like, oh, okay, my weight is up today. Chances are because of these things that, you know, I did. No, it's not, it's still not real weight gain. So because here's the thing. Your weight can be up and also simultaneously down at the same time. So you could actively be dropping weight or your body releasing fat, but then your weight is also up because of other things as well. So for example... If you indulge this weekend and you thought for sure your weight is going to be up today, but it was the same, chances are it, it's actually down. Let me say that again. So if you did something yesterday or this weekend that you thought for sure the scale would be up today and your scale is the same, then chances are it is up, but it's also simultaneously on the way down, which is why it's showing the same. So this is the kind of thinking that you have to use when it comes to the scale and where your body's at in terms of focusing on fat loss, which is super cool. I gotta go. Ah, oh, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. I barely got through any of these questions today. Getting up every hour at night. I stopped drinking water in the afternoon. I had to cut back water, but it's not helping. Any suggestions? Okay, so it could be the opposite. So the more, when you start drinking more water, you're going to go to the bathroom more often. We're actually going to be joined by Dr. Pfeiffer. He's going to come on. He's an oncologist. He's going to talk to us about this. So a lot of times people are thinking, well, you know, I'm drinking too much water. I'm going to the bathroom too often. So first of all, that's one of the ways your body releases fat is when you pee, when you poo, when you breathe, and you sweat. Um, if you're, especially if you're starting, if you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're stopping water in the afternoon, it's, it's not the water that you're drinking that's causing you to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Chances are you're heading into detox and your weight's about to drop. So it's very normal uh, for a lot of reasons. Anticipating a diet, right? Can have you up in the middle of the night, just waking up. Um, you know, um, the stress of what you got going on in your life can have you waking up. Your body rejigging your, your sleep cycles based on the time of year can have you wake up. So a lot of things can, you know, at any given time in your life, have you waking up in the middle of the night or give you a few crappy sleeps. Um, but if you're waking up specifically around that three or four o'clock time, it could be that your body's actually heading into detox and that's a sign of that. So if you're stopping drinking water early in the day, then chances are that's not why you're waking up in the middle of the night, right? So, so if you're also drinking a lot of water, it can be a great idea to add, do I have trace minerals? Add some trace minerals. It's not about drinking more and more and more. Sometimes it's about staying hydrated. So adding some trace minerals into your water or making sure you're getting enough salt in your diet is really important too. And that can actually help the water kind of stick and you stay hydrated. So it's not running through you as quickly. So I would try adding, spread your water out throughout the day and then, um, make sure you add some trace minerals. These are just called concentrates or, um, just, some, you know, some salt in your water or make sure you're salting your foods can really help stay hydrated. Sometimes it's not drinking more and more and more and more. It's a matter of um, helping it staying hydrated and adding in some electrolytes to it. We walked 45 minutes to get ice cream as a family. The ice cream wasn't as good as before. I had the energy for that 1.5 hour walk. Yeah, Emily, like normalize going for ice cream with your family and not having it. I do this all the time, especially when my kids are young. Um, and not because I was on a diet, it's because I not, sometimes I just don't like ice cream. I'm a more like, more like sherbets and stuff, but normalize going for ice cream and not having it, especially around your kids. People think, well, it'd be weird if I don't have ice cream with my kids and they'll think I'm on a diet, but, but normalize 
not having it because you just don't want it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so a lot of times we do weird stuff around our kids because of dieting and not trying to mess them up, but like that you need to normalize for them not eating something just because everybody else is eating it. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not not fun. Like if you take your kids for ice cream, you're not, not being fun because you're not having ice cream. You're, you're there with them. They're enjoying the ice cream. You're enjoying taking them for ice cream. You don't have to have the ice cream to indulge in that time with your kids while they're enjoying the ice cream. So you had to normalize not having it. And so now you've realized that the ice cream didn't taste as good. Maybe it was the flavor you chose, you know? <laughs> Also normalize, you know, not getting a large or a medium. Normalize, get a kid's cone. I did this a lot, a lot when I take my kids for ice cream. If I did get an ice cream, I would have a kid because they get mad because I'd have a few licks of theirs. Get your own, mom. Um, so I would get a kid's size cone, get a kid, get a kid's size cone. You know, a lot of times that I have it, we keep ordering the same size thing, you know, like ice caps, you know, ice cap now every now and then it's not, I mean, it's not going to be make or break. Definitely don't want to be having them every day, but if you normally get a large or medium, get a small. Do you know what I mean? Like these are things that we don't think about because we're just used, used to or. I got to get a gigantic waffle cone with all this thing so I can show my kids I eat ice cream. I'm fun. You know, when really we're teaching our kids to to do what everybody else does, not actually be in tune with what actually works for us. So little opportunities like that, you know, little opportunities like that. Um, we're going to be talking about supplements next week. So I got to get going, but I want to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about supplements uh, next week. There's no rush to run out and grab any of them. They're probably also not what you think. Omega-3, vitamin D, just basic, simple supplements that help your body function. <laughs> we're going to talk about those. Uh, next week, next Tuesday, we're going to be joined by Dr. Paul. He's going to be back. We're going to be discussing supplements. Definitely not a supplement program. You don't have to take them. They're, they're definitely not make or break, but you know, they can be beneficial, especially if you are deficient. And that's where these kind of supplements come in. We're going to talk more, more and more about those. I do want to address, um, someone was asking, I'm starting this, um, athletic greens. Um, I'm just trying to be healthier and I have some kids that need to get healthier and they won't take pills and stuff. So I'm looking for alternatives. So, um, someone asked me about athletic greens, uh, yesterday and I was like, Oh yeah, interestingly enough, I'm, I'm, I'm just started that myself, but here's what I want to say. Cause someone else popped in and said, they saw me mention athletic greens. Should they be taking this? Should they not be taking it? I thought they didn't need it. So I just want to say that, you know, everything that you need to know, we've made a post. So the supplements we're going to be rolling out on Monday in terms of everything that you need to know in terms of supplements that can be more make or break for people when it comes to weight loss, something like athletic greens, um, you know, that's like any of those, you know, juice pluses or any like that. There's lots of great products out there that can help level up your health and wellness. Um, but unless your body's functioning at a certain level, probably most of them are kind of a waste of your money. So we're very mindful of the money that you're putting into this process. We don't want you to spend your money on things that you don't need. So just a heads up on that, because there are quite a bit of chatter on that. You know, that was sort of me personally responding to another member. You don't have to, no one has to run out and grab, you know, Greens Plus or anything like that. Uh, any of the supplements that I do suggest we'll talk about on uh, next week. On Monday, we'll roll out the info. They're in the book too. You can just look ahead. They're here. <laughs> it's not like we're hiding any of the information, but we don't discuss them. But it's a great idea to allow your body time to adjust to the changes that you're making with the food plan first before you go add anything in. So there's a rhyme and a reason to why we hold off. So even if you know what they are and you have your hands on them, I would suggest if you're new to the program that you hold off until week two in terms of adding them in because there's a rhyme and a reason that I gotta go. My goodness. I said I was going to only be on for a half hour today. 
This is what I do. Don't feel like you have to stick around for the whole thing. <laughs> um, don't, don't feel like you have to watch any of these lives. Remember, they are not mandatory. Everything that you need can be found in the book, in the app, and in the Facebook support group. All the same information, just however you want to um, access it. Um, remember that we don't circle back. If you are watching this live, we don't circle back and answer questions in written form. So if you have a question that you want an answer to, pop it over on the question of the day page, and the team will answer it there. I, I hope that you're super jazzed about this week. I'm so excited about it. I mean, it's not too exciting. It's more of the same, right? It's it's following that food plan, being as consistent as possible, hitting all those meals and snacks, making them nutrient-rich, still eating to satisfaction. Try to be as consistent as possible with all of that. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll catch up later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.